besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Michael Barlow has jumped on the line, uh, our good friend and AFL Nation commentator, uh, former Docker, former son, the unofficial Michael Barlow Cup. They play for that every year. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, do you know what, what round is that, Mickey B, when you got to go present the Cup? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not actually sure at the moment when that game is. I, I actually watched it last year, and it was the worst game of football I've ever seen. <laughs> Frio versus Gold Coast. Uh, from memory, I watched it from a pub in Williamstown um, for some reason. Um, maybe because I was thirsty and it was Saturday afternoon, but it was a horror show. So hopefully it's a bit better this year. Well, I would hope so, given that we're playing that uh, game in your honour. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, have you got a hero and a villain from round eight for me? Um, well, we'll start with the hero. Oh, I could be I was a villain as well. Well, well the villain of the, of the fortnight, from, from my point of view, being having lived in Perth for seven years um, and frequented this place, not as often as some people... Uh, that moved to WA and enjoy the social side of things do is the Hippie Club there in Leederville, um, of which has just found out a few younger AFL athletes in the COVID-stricken state of WA. So it's been the villain for mine over the last couple of weeks. So your your your, your villain nominations to the venue, not the players. Um, yeah, the the, the venue <laughs> always had this uh, this ability to have a negative connotation to it after the fact. In, in the moment, Sam, and I'm sure you've been to, to venues around Bendigo and around Melbourne and wherever you like to socialise, that at the time, it's the best idea in the world, but it's one of those discussions on a Monday morning if you're chatting to one of your colleagues at, at the workplace uh, in Perth and you say, well, how was your weekend? Where'd you go? And you say, hippie club. Um, it's obvious, often said with a, an, an in, just an ounce of regret. So that is the villain for mine. <laughs> oh, that's very good insight uh, from you. Um, are you a bit shocked that those players found themselves in that situation? What was your take? Because the AFLPA have come out and said they don't agree with the fines, $5,000, yeah. half of it's suspended. I don't know if the PA are reading the room on that one, or maybe they don't have quite the understanding of what's going on in Perth and, and with the Eagles and just how dire it's been for them. But yeah, I think yeah. that sort of missed the mark a little bit with all due respect. What did you make of it? Yeah, no, I'd agree with Sam, to be honest. all. All jokes aside, it's um, something I'm actually looking to write a little article about tomorrow for the West Australian newspaper. Oh, hello. Is, um, is exactly that. that these players at the moment, um, yeah, wound up like bottle tops at the best of times. So to throw in COVID and, and restrictions and, and real limitations on your life, um, which WA at the moment, uh, there's the old... Oh, there's, there's the argument, I suppose, at the moment, WA, the athletes over there, you know, it might be um, considered a, a bit of them repaying what they haven't had to do for a couple of years because for a long part of last year, WA athletes and, and Frio and West Coast footballers would have lived a normal life, essentially, um, within WA being really, really normal um, and not having a huge amount of COVID restrictions. So maybe it's the period where they are looking to um, yeah, do their do their due diligence and, and sit aside. But for mine, um, yeah, these guys, are, like I said, right off the top, they're wound up like bottle tops. If it's not going out and socialising, what are, what other damage could they be doing? You know, within their own mental health and well-being and, and their own lives, if if um, you know such 
such liberties are, are pulled away from them and restricted from them. Yeah, Trevor Nisbet saying today that it was a slap in the face, um, the actions of those seven players to coach Adam Simpson and the club and to their fellow players as well. And it, it, it's hard to, to argue with that. Um, and to just to get a little bit more sold into the wound with the, the Dockers flying, it would make it all the less palatable for West Coast Eagles fans. And we spoke to um, Mark Duffield earlier about just what their expectations tend to be year in, year out, and obviously not meeting it at the moment. Uh, Heath Chapman, the rising star from the Dockers. So all things coming up purple, um, but for the team in blue and gold, it's it's really dire, and this just makes a bad season even worse. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, isn't it? In terms of a bad season, so right now there's something's got to give. And, mm. and for players, they, they got trounced by 100 points on, on the Friday night. and I know the feeling after a game and a really poor performance. You... The last thing you really want to be doing is is sitting and staring at the wall or, or watching TV or yeah, winding yourself up to the point where you don't have a release. So not to say that you know, going out to a nightclub and and probably overindulging and staying till all hours is the right way. But what these restrictions on these players will do over there is actually set, make them second guess. Maybe going for a coffee. You know, where does that sit in time? Maybe going. Mm. You know, what is it? Are they allowed to go to a pub and have three or four beers responsibly with a couple of mates and and go home? If not, then I think that's a real concern because um, yeah, the risk is there obviously to get COVID and bring your club which under which a bit happened of pressure. which actually did yeah. happen. Yeah, so um, yeah, there's there's a fair bit to unpack with with what's going on at West Coast at the moment. Trio, from my understanding, not having a, a huge uh, insight into the inner sanctum, but having enough of an understanding of of what's going on there they're very uh i think i, I spoke to a, an employee there recently that said you know they'd be winning the gold medal in terms of covid compliance for the last couple of years the way they're handling and, and looking to, to give themselves every opportunity so to the point sam that they still haven't asked me to do a jumper presentation they won't let any any outsider into the club to do a jumper presentation um with the risk of covid so oh that's that'll just, just uh... that <laughs> That'll give you an insight into how seriously they're taking it. Well, that's just the excuse they're giving you. <laughs> yes, I think the latter. I, th- I actually think the latter. No, it'd be an honour for any young player to receive it from you. Uh, and, and I mean that with all sincerity. Uh, what about a hero nomination from the round? Well, I, I want to go with that side of town. I'm bringing the, the West Australian theme to to the night sure. um, right now. But, yeah, the, the, my, my hero for, for right now is Andrew Brayshaw. Um, you know, I think I think on the third line or something in terms of um, in terms of Brownlow medal medal um, possibilities for the year at the moment. Paddy Cripps, we watched him live yesterday, and he Ooh, looks yeah. like one that's going to be hard to beat. Even though he didn't get the three votes on AFL Nations uh, commentary yesterday, that's controversial was for Charlie Kerno. <laughs> controversial <laughs> but, um, to say the least. Early. But Andy Brayshaw, um, yeah, I think he he absolutely is getting the the credit he deserves in terms of of the player he is and, and will become. Um, but, yeah, he, he's an outstanding young man, an outstanding young leader. And you watch the players, how much they celebrate each other's successes yeah. in yep. game and, and all that. It's been a trademark of, of what Justin Longmuir has built. And a, a player like um, Andy Brayshaw and, to a lesser extent, Caleb Sarong, they're, they're, they're really noticeable when I watch them a lot. They're the two that really drive that connection and care for each other. They really stuck to their guns. I admire that they've they've been able to develop now an ethos 
a set of values, principles, whatever it is, culture, throw any of those words around that you want. But Frio clearly have that. They've established, uh, Justin Longley has been able to establish that since he's been there. They stuck to their guns on Chera. They said, hey, we'd love you to be, we love you, but this is what we can, we want to be able to pay you. And if that's not good enough, well, you leave with our best wishes and good luck with all your future pursuits. They didn't break the bank to keep him, which I think, clubs make the mistake of doing because they don't like the optics of a player leaving. So you've got to be confident in what you're doing and and comfortable in what you're trying to set up. They've done exactly that. Fascinating to see what they do with when Nat Fife returns for you. I mean, they've only lost one game for the year. So do they, I mean, Nat Fife wants to play midfield. He said that, but where do you see him fitting in best? Because at the moment, the cohesion in the middle is brilliant. And Nat Fife, a two-time Brownlow medal winner, so of course he's a walk-up start, but yeah. you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly right. And I think Paddock Cripps is, is on another level at the moment to any other player in the competition, but Nat Fife, um, you know, Paddock Cripps for mine is you know, Nat Fife 2.0 for when Nat was at his absolute best. So mm. that level is, you know, right now out of reach for... For Flyfy, but that's the level he can get to. So they're going to find a way to put him in, um, and, and it will be around the ball um, with a pinch forward. And again, just using that comparison to, to Paddy Cripps, watching him live with you yesterday, that the ability of him just to just to slip forward and play forward for three or four minutes and be really dangerous, and then work his way back up in the midfield um, is something that would be pretty palatable for but- the Fremantle Football Club if if Nat Five can come back and. Um, and implement himself in that side. Who does he go in for, though? They're yeah, going that's to so, find a way. So how do they make that work, though, Mickey B? You were part of a midfield that, and my, and, and Nat Fife's spoken about this, that he's able to have the success he's had because of peop, the work people have done for him and around him to release him and cover for him. A little bit like what Lambert does for Dusty. Um, you've been involved in that as, as well as just racking up uh, huge numbers in your own right. But So now he comes back into a midfield that's playing really well in the way that they're doing. Did, did, did they revert to type and go back to, well, we all now cover for Nat? Or do they say, okay, Nat, you're going to have to fit into this system as opposed to going back to the yep. old? Yeah, and he'll be fitting into the system. Uh, absolutely. I, I have no no doubt around that. So he'll be he'll be coming in and fitting into to what they've already established. The, the personnel will be intriguing in, in time because, you know, probably even up till three or four weeks ago, the easy option would be, all right, Will Brody. You've been great. Love what you're going to be great depth for us, but out you go. So he's um, up in the stratosphere at the moment in terms of form. He had 37 on Friday night against the underwhelming North Melbourne, but they will find a way in for him. He'll play midfield forward, um, you know, probably 70 30, I'd say. Uh, where does that leave um, the rest of the mix? It'll be an interesting watch. Um, and I won't go out in the limit to say who the one to go out will. It definitely won't be Sagong. It definitely won't be Brayshaw. Um, you know, Will Brody, as well as he's going, uh, would want to keep going well because if Nat Fife comes back and is fit and available and, and you just dip that little bit, um, you, you leave yourself really vulnerable, of which Justin Longmuir has spoken at length about that in terms of even COVID. If you get COVID at the moment, um, I think Blake Akers was an example last week, went out. You know, arguably all Australian form, and you know, Justin Longmuir says, you know, if James Ace comes in and does the job to that level, it's going to be hard to to flush um, Ace out and Akers in. So, a bit happening, um, of which, yeah, they'll find a way, uh, and that five will be a nice little cherry on top of that cake they've already got. Uh, 
got baking uh, at Fremantle. Hey, Mickey B, I want to ask you about North Melbourne. And you've, in your career, you've been at, at the top of the AFL table. You've played in a grand final. You've had minor premierships with um, with Fremantle. But you've seen the other side of the coin too, and that's exactly where North Melbourne find themselves. I'm really alarmed because I'm a big Dave Noble fan, but I'm really alarmed by the fact that they've conceded 100-plus points five out of the last six weeks. They're 18th for contested possession, 18th for post-clearance contested possession, but they're getting, they're getting thumped in the disposal count, but they're also losing the tackle count by a long way, and that's where you start to wonder about buy-in, intensity, intent around the ball. How big of an alarm is that for you, that for the last three weeks they've been minus 100 in disposals, but they've been well beaten in the tackle count as well? Yeah, watching the game um, on Friday night, that that was visible, wasn't it? In terms of sort of look, boys against men, mm. and those those that were men for North Melbourne looked uh, a yard to two off it. You know, some of their the, the issue with North at the moment is they haven't had the elevation of some of their top enders, top end draftees in the last couple of years that they would have really liked. I think Will Phillips may be in the twos. Um, young Powell might be. Uh, also kind of out of favour at the moment. So there's a couple of high-enders in that program that mm. they're making work for it, which I, I actually like that aspect of it because yep. you know, it's, there's no entitlement to, to walk into a program and um, chalking up a certain amount of games. And, and then you know, then that, for, for mine, the long-term improvement of certain players can, can stagnate as well. So they're making some younger players work for it, but at the expense of... Um, probably some out of form, you know, experienced players that they're having to continue to go to the back of the well with due to due to, you know, the underwhelming nature of availability and, and form from below. So it's hey. a very much watch this space in terms of um where North Melbourne are going and I think all of us Hope for the best for them. Absolutely. Hey, got to let you go. Mickey B, Michael Barlow, we're about to crash into an ad break. Uh, but, mate, always love your work. Uh, love being with you on Sunday. And thanks for your time tonight. We'll speak to you again very soon. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.